Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yes, indeed. It's the get right right here on 105.3 The Fan, your home of the Dallas Cowboys and the World Series champion Texas Rangers. I'm Reginald Atula sitting alongside three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. And the fan phenom Blake Elliott. Talk to me, man. Who apparently the people feel like needs to be educated further on music. And people have been asking, what music did y'all y'all play at y'all's house? Because it yeah, felt who like denied a, you, man? Yeah. Um, there wasn't much music going on throughout the house while I was getting spankings. Honestly, most of my spankings came outside by a switch by my grandma yeah, when okay. you had to pick out your, your murder weapon. Switch. Yeah. Oh, that was the worst. And you bring a switch that wasn't big enough or thin enough. Oh, yeah, get another one. I got to get another one. Okay. <laughs> that was I, the worst. Well, oh, I'm glad to learn about your whoopings, but just in general, what music was being played? Um, Definitely, definitely just some basic R&B. I can't think of the names of any of them. I mean, oh, I'm, that's I'm sure oh, Lauren Hill was going on. And you, you know what this is? You know what this is, CA? And this is something that I've thought about a lot, and we'll get into uh, the, the prospect of Dash, Dak Prescott maybe being in the MVP conversation. Text in how you feel about it to the truckwreck.com text line, 877 877- Eight eight one one zero five three. But CA, one thing I've thought about is I think these younger generations, and you're you're a father, you kind of mm-hmm. have some insight into it. I feel like they are missing what a lot of us, and I might be one of the last generations to have uh, gotten to feel this, which is listening to your parents' music because right. of the the aspect of individual headphones or yep, earbuds and everything. Exactly. The younger folks, as mm-hmm. Blake, you're one of those. Downloads. You're 24 years of it. They Downloads have their own music players. Instead of a vinyl, you know? Yeah, they've got their own music players. Uh-huh. They, I know what that car. is. I have vinyls. I know what that is. So we <laughs> Very got, good. I Excellent. record player. So you can add about 10 years to me with that, right? Nope. Okay. Um, because that's just been a resurgence. That's just modern at this point. But, you know, they could put in their own earbuds and listen to their own music. Exactly. Whereas there was a time going up where you just listened to what was playing on the boombox or in the car. And that's whatever right. your parents were playing was what the music was was going to be. Boombox. Yikes. That's a that's that's an arcade. He one. never lifted one of those. Well, one thing you yeah. need to remember, Blake. Remember who you're talking to. There's a lot more of us than there are of yeah, you right yeah, now I'm, in this space. I'm very outnumbered. I need a I need to get to Alec Medford. So my other go. young guy. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Man, by the way, shout out to Alec Medford who is yeah. on the Twitch along with Swaggy Booties and Opie World and Meat Daddy and a whole bunch of folks in there. And we also see you on the YouTube 105 through the fan. Shout out to Lil's Dallas Cowboy, Brandon H, Elon C. I see all of you. We appreciate you interacting on this Tuesday evening. Since we are getting on you, Blake, for your age, you're only 24, right? Yes, sir. Can you write in cursive? 
Actually, yes. Thank you. I went to calligraphy camp. Okay. I can write in cursive. It's not everybody below not your well. age is able. Yeah, they don't, they don't teach that in school. They don't teach that no more. They can't uh, the teacher be correcting on the side. They don't know what you wrote. Don't I, come for me, 469. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I am fairly young, but I do know what an 8-track is. Don't don't try and do me. Wait a minute. 214 says Blake was getting whoopings to Chris Brown. <laughs> yep, that's that's about right. That's young about Chris right. Brown. Um, Yeah, I... I just I wasn't really listening to what was going on in the house with the music. I was too worried about mm-hmm. how I was going to save myself from these whoopings. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're really stuck on the whoopings. Now, we weren't talking about whoopings <laughs> anymore, but that seems to be where you it was. Sounds was like traumatic. You was a bad do you need, child. Do you need to have some conversations? I was I was the soap and the kid kind of mouth. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you were saying bad words. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, please don't shout out Meat Daddy's name again. Well, unfortunately, I just did it. You will have to cope. Uh, but. One thing that uh, it seems like the opponents of the Cowboys are dealing with is coping with the incredible play of Dak Prescott, particularly over the last month or so, as evidenced by uh, this play right here. Third and nine, empty gun for Prescott. Back, looking, standing, running up out of the pocket, running to the five, walking the dog. Touchdown, Prescott, with 16 seconds left in the half. And that's one of the things that's been indicative of some of his play, utilizing his legs, but also in the air, he's been fantastic all the way through um, over the last maybe month or so. And so the question has kind of arisen. Is Dak Prescott uh, worthy of being within this conversation about potential MVPs? Now, of course, the MVP, as Blake, you mentioned in this in Crosstalk when we were talking with the G-Bag Nation, the MVP is a full-season award, and we're only in Week 10. We're now headed towards Week 11. Mm-hmm. So there's still things Barely to be seen. Through. However, we know how this goes. We, get, we begin to have the conversation and start setting up what the framework is does Dak Prescott deserve to be within this space? And before you answer, are you interested in what Michael Parsons had to say just last week on his The Edge podcast? He he was ahead of us all, or maybe not us all, but he was ahead of us uh, in this regard in trying to have this conversation, Cut 16. I think that Dak Prescott should be in the MVP conversation. If you're looking at numbers, what he's able to do, his efficiency, Dak Prescott is playing at elite level. He needs to be talked about more, not less. We should open our eyes. Open your eyes, people. Dak Prescott should be in the MVP conversation, and I think he will prove that leading out to the end of this year and winning some big games and leading us to the playoffs. So what say you, Blake? Like, where are you on this in this perspective of does Dak Prescott need to be involved in this conversation? I, I think it's safe to say, based on how he has played the last four weeks since they lost to the Niners, he deserves to be in the conversation. But I think the only reason it's such is the teams we're playing. I know we played the Eagles, but all the teams that we've beaten in the last couple of weeks or played against, none of them have had amazing defenses. So he has played well. You can't choose your opponents. You just play who's in front of you. And I think Dak has exceeded expectations from last year. I think, like you said earlier, CA, last year was a little bit of an anomaly with the mm-hmm. with the, the turnovers. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's that kind of player. He's top 10 in uh, turnover to um, interception rate. I, I think he's still one of those guys you can rely on, and he's played a lot better this season. Um, to throw out some numbers, uh, Dak is third in the league in QB rating. He's third in the league in big play passes with 38, and those are plays over 20 air yards. Both Dak and C.J. Stroud are top two in 20-yard-plus completion. So he's playing well. It's just, I don't know, when you don't have a, a win against a team that's over 500, when the teams you've beaten are a combined 15 and 32, it, it's hard for me to give him MVP. I think he's the Cowboy MVP, but league MVP, I'm not seeing it. Who was the MVP last year? 
Who was the MVP? 877-881-1053, the truckwreck.com text line. See, that goes to my point. It's almost one of those things that, you know, because there's always a conversation every year, and there's a lot of guys who are supposed to get it that wind up not getting it. Patrick or, Mahomes? Yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Last year, starting the season, it's supposed to be Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And then around in November and December, wait a minute, it's, it's, it's going to be Jalen Hurts. And then Jalen Hurts got hurt. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't him. And so Patrick Mahomes, because he wound up going all the way to the Super Bowl, the whole nine yards, he was that guy. Dak's always going to have a stretch where he has extremely good play. And people act like, oh, he's never done this before. When he was a rookie, he won 11 games in a row, was offensive rookie of the year. Only had four picks that season. 13-3. and three. But there were people saying, wait a minute, that ain't really his award. That was Zeke's award. He, Zeke led the NFL in rushing that year. It was really Zeke. I'm going to say this right now because Dak Prescott does not have insane arm talent. He's going to have the stats. And this is a regular season award. He's going to have the stats sometimes. He's going to have a great defense, great offense, or whatever. Wide receivers, C.D. Lamb showing out, right? They're never going to give him his credit because he doesn't have the insane arm talent. They're going to say, he won a Super Bowl. Dak didn't win a Super Bowl. That defense, anybody win a Super Bowl with Michael Parsons. That's what they were. The haters are going to always hate on him. So being in the conversation and playing for the Dallas Cowboys because it doesn't count if you win the Super Bowl, they're going to give it to the regular season guy. And at the end of the year, he might have all the stats, but they're not going to give it to him because they're going to say, well, he hadn't won any playoff games yet. He's in a conundrum. Well, and one thing that we also need to realize and recognize is that this is very much a, one, a narrative award, mm-hmm. right? It's that subjective. had the MVP, award, the MVP moment. And then also, this ends up being in some ways still team-related. You mm-hmm. have to have a team with a certain level of success. Yep. Um, and so that can cut one of two ways. Blake, you've mentioned, and rightfully so, the ways that the two teams that I think you talk about that were big-time competitions, particularly uh, big-time measuring sticks for them on what their ultimate goal is, which is making you know making noise in the playoffs, going deep into the playoffs, and hopefully going to the Super Bowl. Those have been L's. One of those a really bad one, but one of them a competitive one, but still a loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. There's not a lot of those games that remain on your schedule where you talk about maybe the Seahawks, depending on how you view them. Obviously, the Eagles once more when you get them at home. And then how do you feel about the Dolphins? How do you feel about the Lions? The Lions probably one of those. Those are the teams that those are the remaining games that you have as to have an opportunity at those. But you still have a schedule that allows you to get up a lot more stats. And the big thing is if there could be this can be consistent because as you mentioned, uh, CA Dak Prescott mm-hmm. has had high levels of play for relatively short periods. I'm not trying to like you know dismiss a, a month or a couple of months worth mm-hmm. of, of good play. Those things are worth um, praising. When we talk about MVP, this gets to a tough place, particularly when we talk about the the talents and the narratives that are built around them. And allow me to go to bet online and give you some kind of odds, or at least like I'm not going to throw all the odds at you, but I'm going to give you kind of the ranking on who has the best odds. Currently, as of right now, the best odds to win regular season MVP goes to Jalen Hurts, then Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes, Mm -hmm. then Lamar Jackson, Mm -hmm. then Tua Tungavailoa. Right, like, what are mm-hmm. we looking at when we talk about these teams? Teams that have won a lot of games, mm-hmm. teams that kind of we've heard their names kind of come up a lot in narrative, and of course, to, uh, Dak Prescott is going to be involved there. But then C.J. Stroud is ahead of him. Josh or Joe Burrow is ahead of him. Brock Purdy's ahead of him. Christian McCaffrey's ahead of him. Jared Goff is ahead of him, and Dak Prescott. And then that, that's when Dak, Dak Prescott comes in. And while I think that that is kind of reckless, and maybe some of that also would be in a way trying to 
um, counterbalance the amount of money that would come in on a Dak Prescott being the quarterback of the most popular team in the NFL. I think also there's still something to be said for the ways in which some of these some of these other players have more narrative ahead of, or in front of them. But you can't ignore the fact that he's ranked number one yep. in quarterbacks when it comes to completion rate, the ways in which he's tied with four quarterbacks for third most touchdowns at 17. And those things, he has more opportunity to continue to get better as we've seen this offense, as we were talking about earlier, progress and get better and seem to play into more of his strengths. You imagine that if those things continue, he has a good opportunity, but it has to be wins and it has to be against those big teams. See, I, I think some of those guys that you named, I think that's where the argument comes that he's doing better than a lot of those guys you named towards the latter half. But the, the Lamars of the world, the mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, the Jalen Hurts, they might not have stat for stat better in the last three, four weeks, but their team is winning. They're in a better position. They've been more consistent. They haven't had peaks and valleys, and I feel like that's what it, you have with the Cowboys. You have peaks and valleys. You have a game where you win 49-0 to zero or 40-10, to 10, and then you play a primetime game. And which one sticks longer, when you beat the Rams 40-10, or when you lose to the 49ers on primetime and get dog walk? Did you just call the Cowboys the Miami Dolphins? That's what a lot of people yeah, are saying. I see the comparisons. Uh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, there's you could look at on our truckwreck.com text line right now and you see folks yep. that are saying beat quality opponents. It's It's been something that's mm-hmm. been a frustration in Cowboys Nation and, right and now. And like you said, narratives play a big part. Just just winning games doesn't do it enough for the MVP conversation. you got to win those standalone games when everybody's watching, money's on the yep. line. Hey, what are you going to do when the bright lights are on? And yep. Dak hasn't performed. I, I won't say Dak hasn't performed. Dak hasn't been MVP level when those bright lights are there. He's been very good, and I think the Cowboys will go into the playoffs with a deep run. But you gotta, you got to be put, putting your team in that number one spot every week to be the MVP. And not only that, in those big games like the 49ers game, if it, it's one thing if the Cowboys were to win that game, he would have had to dominate that game. In other words, he'd have to carry his team for everybody to say, wow, Dak Prescott's having a hell of a year because all eyeballs would be on the big-name opponent that the Cowboys beat – but he was the one that dominated them. In think, other words, the Giants sorry. game had to be what he just did against the Giants. He would have had to done that against the 49ers to get the respect with a K on him. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely those big platform moments. It's almost like what we talk about in college football. Is that, that Heisman moment. Yep. You need some of those in front of everybody. You're absolutely correct in that. And I, Am I wrong in thinking that sometimes there is a heightened uh, level of play that's expected of the Cowboys uh-huh. quarterback as well is yeah. that this is maybe a little bit unfair in that regard yep. not trying to say that look he he's played well and not trying to also say that he's been easily the best player in the league all the way across but it does feel like there also is a heightened expectation of playing for the Cowboys you also needed to do this at a certain level higher than maybe some of the other guys are doing it I don't think that right now he is squarely within the um within that situation of MVP conversation but I think he's adjacent and I think it becomes it needs to be a continued stretch of this it needs to be undeniable and it needs to happen on big a big platform that part about being a Cowboys quarterback let me explain for you yes please I'm gonna put in the words for everybody to understand talk to Cowboys are the team that a lot of people love to hate you follow mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So the haters are never going to give him credit. Oh, right? Never. But the ones who actually like him are not care- comparing him to the Patrick Mahomes and the Joe Burrow. They're comparing him to Romo, Troy Aikman, Roger Staubach. In other words, guys who are in the Hall of Fame outside of Romo, they're comparing him to those arms. So it's like he's getting compared to different kind of categories to, in order just to be the MVP, let alone conversation. What do you mean conversation? He's not top five. That's what the haters say.
And I think that that's, that's probably the situation is being within that kind of three to five range when we talk about in that MVP conversation. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I think we're, we're all in this place where he's, he's on the outside looking in, but we're all still looking for that opportunity of playing, playing really well on the big stage. And because and I do, I personally believe that he was playing incredibly I against the too. Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. But the tough thing about him is that he has to wear around his neck the way that that, ga- that game ended. Yep. And no matter where you want to place that blame, if you want to talk about play calling, if you want to talk about execution, he's going to wear that because of the quarterback's wins nature of our uh-huh. conversations. And so it's not just going to have to be the incredible play. You have to have those moments. You have to have those closeout situations that I think will put that will put him squarely in that place where people feel better about saying that. These next couple games, he can definitely improve his um, MVP conversation. He went playing against the Bills, playing against the Eagles, playing against the Dolphins. If he if he continues the play that he's well, playing with, real right quick, now, I do want to let you know the next couple of games is Panthers easy next week, and then Thanksgiving versus the Commandos easy. And so those aren't going to speak to what you're talking about. If if he does what he's doing against them and it continues for the rest of the season, I think this pace more so is what I'm saying, then, yeah, he'll be in the conversation. But if he falters at all, if he loses any of those big primetime games, oh, the haters are going to be coming out the woodworks. And they're going to be they're calling for his job, trust me, let alone MVP. Can I give you a thought-provoking question? Please do. Is Dak Prescott better than Eli Manning? And we know Eli's got two rings, but there are people who say that was the defense. I'm just asking the question. After the body of work, you know, he's aged 37 years. I'm not talking about what he has done. I'm just talking about is he a better quarterback than Eli Manning, talent-wise. We'll leave you to think about that. 877-881-1053. Again, we seem to be in agreement that not quite yet, but he's trending in a great direction, and if this is sustained, that would be huge in leading towards that because he it feels like he can be, but we've been in this place before. And I think some of that is there. There's the okie-doke factor, which I think a lot of Cowboys fans have gotten to where it's like, Tell, let me get to the end and see what it is at the end, and then I'll believe because it feels like you've had that yo-yo a lot. But it's the Get Right right here on Woo! 105.3 The Make Fan. Unfortunately, your Dallas Mavericks look to be dunzo in New Orleans. It's 131-110 with about a minute to go. When we get back, we'll react to this game uh, in game three of the NBA Cup for your Dallas Mavericks. We'll discuss it next on 105.3 The Fan. The penalty kill had been really good for your stars this year, but unfortunately they allow a penalty or a power play goal for the Arizona Coyotes. It's even at two goals apiece at the American Airlines Center, about seven minutes to go in that one. Uh, it's the get right right here on 105.3. The fan Reginald Atatula sitting in with Chris Arnold right here and also alongside the fan Got phenom winning, winner. That's me. Blake Elliott. Talk Goodness to gracious. Me. I wish I could talk. That'd be great for this profession. Um, we're with you till 11. You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. And we appreciate you doing that. You always make the show better when you do that. Uh, also, we appreciate however you're listening, wherever you're listening. Thank you for making us a part of your evening here on a Tuesday night where, unfortunately, your Dallas Mavericks fall out in New Orleans in the in the second game of a two-game uh, homestand for the Pelicans out there, you played mm-hmm. them on Sunday, handled them very well, and unfortunately, they, fortunately, they returned the favor in this one. Um, one thirty-one to one ten is the final, and it just was not pretty to watch um, over the course of this game. What kind of caught your attention, CA? The turnovers. In fact, this is what this ball, this game boiled down to. The Mavericks had twenty turnovers. The Pelicans had twelve. The Mavericks had four steals. Guess how many steals the Pelicans had? 
a lot. 17. <laughs> Very many. This, I mean, because here's what's so wild. The Mavericks actually out-rebounded the Pelicans 58-52. to 52. You wouldn't have thunk it, not by what you saw from the final score. They actually um, um, shot outshot them. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Even free throws. Uh, barely tied them with the, with the three-pointers. 14 out of 42, 14 out of 39 for the Pelicans. Field goal percentage, 42%. The Pelicans, 52%. It was, the, it was the steals, and it was the turnovers. And Luka was the prime suspect. Yeah, it doesn't help when your star player has eight turnovers and a minus 26. I'm not going to hold too much stock in this game. You know, back-to-back, just played this team. The court's ugly. It looks like a Nerf football out there. Um, the good thing it is we don't have to play like in New Nerf Orleans football. again this year, so that's a good positive. Um, but – yeah, I'm not taking too much away from this game. It, the only part that does suck that we were talking about at the break is this is an in-season tournament game, and as far as seeding goes, they now fall to one and two, correct? Yes, they're no, no, yes, they'll be one and two in Group B of the West. Um, There's only four games. Yeah, there is only four games. The final one will be versus the Houston Rockets, a team that we've talked about a little bit as being significantly better this year um, than where they were last year, where they were putrid. And their and their division, I think, is Denver. Correct. New Orleans. Yes. The Clippers Mm -hmm. and Houston. Yes, sir. And there was only four games. So they're always taking the the winner of each division and a wild card team. I don't know if two and two is going to get you into the wild card. I have a strong feeling that it won't, unfortunately. Um, So if you want to find, and I don't want to already put them out because, again, you go out there and you play. Maybe you do a good thing against the Rockets and maybe some things fall your way. But and the, other teams wind up two and two? One of the things that is tough, and yes, we are taking the in-season tournament seriously. If you don't if you don't want to take it seriously, this is just a loss. You move to eight and three. You keep going. But if you do, in fact, take the in-season team, uh, tournament seriously, one of the tough things about it is that you this is a 21-point loss. That really messes with your point differential, which mm-hmm. ends up being a little bit of a tie break. However, if you want to take a you know a, a a silver lining from what might be a situation that's tough to climb out of to get you into the in season tournament further the I guess the final eight, what will happen, however, is should you not be able to you know move on, is that you'll get those two games that are still to be decided will be against teams that that's did right. not get wins. Yeah. So in theory, those might be easier games for you to help. Uh, along with your record. Yeah, for those who don't know, there's 82 games in the regular season. The NBA has announced has not announced those last two games. Because the scene season tournament, all these games are within the, the context of your regular mm-hmm. season. So whatever, well, obviously the teams that don't make it further in the tournament, they still have to play those games. So they're just scheduled from the pool of teams that did yeah, not make it Yeah, the teams that go to Vegas, that's the 82. So the teams that don't go to Vegas, you know. I'll ask you two as well as a text line. Has the in-season tournament gained any interest from you from games that you would maybe not regularly watch? Has it made more of an emphasis to watch these games, or are they just all regular season games? No uh, lust, if you will. Lust, okay. I'm, I'm going to say it like this. You know, people don't like change, and so something new, people usually frown up on it. I don't like the whole way. What they're just trying to do is draw some attention to the NBA before the Christmas. You know, Christmas when Christmas happens, that's when most attention is not really on football. They're paying attention to the NBA like it starts. I think when you see the tournament in Las Vegas, that's when you might decide was it worth or not. Building up to it, you're not all in, especially with these crazy-looking floors. Oh, but I'm going to say after the tournament, then you might decide well, you, if you think it works or not. I think it's very tweakable. I think uh, <clears throat> there's something to be said for – I want to say it was Mark Stein was talking about this. Maybe inviting all 30 teams to Las Vegas 
and then guess what? In other words, just have uh, 80 games, have all, because you're 82. Yeah. But then you have those teams for a week in Las Vegas. You follow me? Instead of, instead of broken up throughout the season. Right. Just have all that, that week, all the teams, and then, you know, they match up, match up, and then they, somebody wins the whole to thing. To be completely honest, when it was first leaked, that's how I thought it was going to go, that it was going to mm-hmm. be an in-season tournament that happened in the middle of the season. It was going to be a little March Madness-esque tournament. And then they, I, I didn't even realize until games were going on that it was just going to be randomly scheduled games. On Tuesdays and, and Fridays, I believe. I right, get, in, I, the, in the month of November. That's I, correct. I, I get it to, like you said, gain interest when the season may not be at its all-time high. I was just wondering from the fans and from you guys if it's working. Yeah, Eight, well, seven, this seven, is the thing. is I think also when you talk about if it's working, we have to understand what the idea of it working needs to be. And I think that this is a long play. This is not something that people right. are going to interest in, immediately yeah. have interest in. And I was actually surprised that on the text line, from the 214, they said, yes, they're definitely in, invested in the tournament. I think it's a pretty cool concept. I wonder if that person likes soccer because, again, that's where that's this is cited for. From, yeah. But majority of the people saying, no, not at all. And that's what I expected. Like, uh, there's 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 a built-in kind of way that people watch sports in this country. And one of those things, especially if you're not a diehard basketball fan, is that, you know, during this time of year, you're focused on the football, football. the various football. And if you are a diehard NBA fan, you're probably already watching correct, mm-hmm. these games. And so I think that this is going to be a thing that over the next two or three seasons, you'll see some people be, be, uh, begin to get invested in. And it's because of something that you see in soccer. And the, what I'm what I'm alluding to is there not everybody's going to have a chance at winning the, the championship for real, for real. Right. There's teams that are good, but they're not quite there. There's also, you know, maybe instances where certain head coaches need to win something. Mm -hmm. They need to win something to justify their existence. And if you know you're not winning a championship, well, let's lean in on this other thing that exists to be a tournament. Uh, I mean, we saw the Indianapolis Colts hang a banner in in their stadium for being an AFC championship finalist, right? Like, people like to hold on to something that they won. And so having this tournament, I think over time, People maybe feeling like, hey, we got an opportunity to win this can give them an opportunity to maybe enjoy this a little bit more. But ultimately, I think this is a, just a ploy to maybe drum up a little bit of interest like like Chris was talking about, just on something being different. And then mm-hmm. ho- hopefully give the NBA a little bit more leverage to go to their NBA, their their TV partners once the deals come up in a couple years. 214 says it's a long play for sure. Players aren't even bought in yet. But once they see the winners getting that extra five hundred thousand dollars. They'll play for real in the future. Oh, please. 500 k to an NBA player? Well, which NBA players? Because this is the thing, right? Exactly. This, not everybody's making $40 million a year. Th- there are stars that are making that, and some of the mid-level guys are making good money, but the teams, guys on the end of the bench aren't necessarily, and there's a level of camaraderie ar- along those teams. And it's bragging rights, too. And that's one of the biggest things is that these dudes are competitors. And so you imagine that once that gets there, and again, the idea of winning something that competition you hopefully imagine comes out. I'm not leaning on the idea that this happens anytime soon, but I think over time, maybe just maybe it'll it'll happen. But I do want to get back because we spent a lot of time on the in-season tournament. I do want to get back to these Mavericks in this game. Um, you mentioned the turnovers. One of the things that I think the turnovers uh, pointed out is transition defense is not something that this team is going to be good at. Defense for this team is already something that they're not great at. And what you need when you're not great at defense is let's establish our defense and have it set in so that the the structure of the defense can work. And if you're not knocking down shots, and particularly if you're turning over the ball, having teams go and score on fast break is one of the most efficient ways that they can score. And it's also one of the most difficult ways to defend. And what you saw tonight was a lot of turnovers, a lot of fast break. And what this did was lean even further and heavier on this defense. 
And so with that being the case, mm-hmm. I feel like this makes it very evident of one of the ways in which this team is susceptible is you have to be really on your P's and Q's. And another thing is Committed. you really need to knock down your shots because yep. it's a lot harder to get down and beat the defense down the court if you're having to get the ball of the net as opposed to getting a rebound. And last year, one of the biggest problems for the Mavs, at least from my point of view, was playing young, aggressive teams, that were, especially ones with big guards mm-hmm. that get up and down the floor, fast break. And the Timber, the Timberwolves, the Pelicans are one of those teams. Now, obviously, they played really well, and they beat them the other day. So mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me that they lost to a team like this, especially when they got down early. It was honestly, they were twenty point gaming them pretty much throughout the entire game. Um, so it doesn't really surprise me. I'm, that's why I said I'm not too holding too much stock in this game. These are the kind of games that if we lose, I'm like, it's gonna happen to one of these teams. It's gonna happen to mm-hmm. a Rockets, mm-hmm. a Timberwolves, a Pelicans. Now, when we play the Suns. The Lakers, the Nuggets, those are games you really got to hone in for. And I think we actually match up quite well. And I want to lean more into this team, this Pelicans team. One of the things that happened that made this different was they got Herb Jones back. This has been a really hurt Herbie. team. He's and Herb, the man that Herb, was getting all the steals. Yes, that's a long, lengthy defender. And I wonder how much that's going to point to not just the ways that this team has had issues in the past, but how much that's going to factor in this year. The idea of long, lanky defenders getting in passing lanes and making it tough on this team this year. We know that size can hurt them, but the Toronto Raptors don't inherently have just like a big dude in the in the paint, but they have a lot of long, rangy dudes. And this yeah. is what this is one of the things that made me wonder: is like, hey man, that pace is going to be huge for this team getting up and doing that to other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also being able to play defense is going to be tough if they're, especially if they do this. Even though this was a blowout, some people want to know what the scoring looked like. Kyrie has 17 points. Luka has 16 points. Grant Williams, 10 points. Derek Lively had nine rebounds, four points. Tim Hardaway Jr., 17 points on a million shots. Well, it seemed like it always. Uh, Jaden uh, Hardy had nine points, and uh, Dante Exum had nine points as well. The rest of the guys had here and there, a little bit there. Yeah, and one of the things that's also very telling, Derek Lively was a minus eight in the box plus minus, there which isn't, it's not a mm-hmm. it's not an end-all, be-all stat by any means, but it gives you a little bit of an idea of how the scoring went when they were on the court. And for that to be, it's less than a lot of the other players on the team, admittedly, but he only has four points offensively, and it seems like he only got 21 minutes, although not a lot of people got a ton of minutes. It does feel like he wasn't super effective, right. and particularly when it comes to like the pick and roll that you know that him yeah. and Luka likes doing. And he was not in foul trouble. He only had two fouls. But speaking of Luka, I mentioned he had 16 points, two rebounds, mm. two assists. Two two rebounds for Derek uh, for Derek Lively as well. Two rebounds for Derek Jones Jr. In fact, you're you're sorry. Um, nine rebounds for Derek Jones Jr. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things is two assists, as you mentioned. That's a big thing. And Luca is your hub offensively. If you're exactly. not doing that, this is all uh, going to fall apart. If you were watching the game, the I think it's definitely evident that the Pelicans did their film study. Almost every screen that was being set, they were trapping at the top of the key and getting the ball out of his hands. And that's mm-hmm. what the good teams are going to do. And Luca's shown over his career that he can make that cross-court skip pass, get it down to the big, make the right play. Just tonight was a little bit of an off night. Like we said, eight turnovers, 16 points, two rebounds. Silver lining, though, our boy Omax Prosper did get nine minutes and scored six points. So, he's coming. you know, he's been back and forth with the G League recently. So that's another guy that's long, wing defender. So if he can come along, that could be a good piece for the Mavs as well. Once yeah. again, once again, the mm-hmm. Mavericks had 20 turnovers. Yeah. Pelicans only had 12. Mavericks had four steals. Pelicans had 17. Pelicans also had six block shots. Mavericks only had three. Well, your Mavs, again, fall to the uh, New Orleans Pelicans 131-110. to They're still 8-3 and three 
on this young season. So they're still in a very good place. Um, and we'll we'll give you we'll keep you up to date yeah, we'll on what's happening yeah. with the uh, with the Mavericks at the AAC right now. Oh, they, by the way, the Mavericks play tomorrow in Washington against the Wizards. They that's should true. win that game. They the should because the Wizards are unserious. They're just out there getting cardio. That's, and putting that's up AAU shots. hoops a right there. Yeah, absolutely, AAU. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, your Dallas Stars are in a tight one. It is three goals apiece. At the end of regulation, we're going and getting some overtime hockey, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We'll keep you up to date as to what's happening there. But coming up next, it's time to have a little sharing time. Let's see what these gentlemen have brought to the table. And let's find out what they got next on 105 Through the Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Stars winning overtime. Matt Duchesne with the overtime winner to put your stars up 4-3. to They get the win at the AAC against the Arizona Coyotes. It's the get right right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers. Reginald Datatula alongside Chris Arnold. Got you down. And the fan phenom Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Shout out to Ross Lebensky on the ones and twos. We appreciate you rocking with us right here on 105.3 The Fan. Right now, we're going to get into something that we started this week. It's a segment that uh, allows us to share a little bit. And uh, it's called What You Got? So, uh, who would like to go first? Who 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 got a little sum for me? Yeah, Blake? you want me to go first again? Still the young buck. Blake, what you got? Okay, so we're gonna stay on the trend of like we did last time, and we're talking first dates again. But we got a little bit of a different angle this time, and I want this to be full involvement. Text line, get in on this. Ca Reg, y'all will definitely school me. Just kind of come full circle for all of us. What is the best first song to play when you're picking up a girl for a first date? Oh, you out here DJing. That's oh, that's yeah. a whole different thing. Well, first of all, I feel like you should probably have had some conversations about 
similarities in music, I feel like uh, something that's relatable there to, to be a conversation starter is probably well, the way that I go. We'll all have different answers, probably. My personal pick, if I was to pick up a girl tonight, tomorrow, whatever, and she gets in the car, the first song that's going to be playing, Verify by Jack Queese. I feel like it's a good little song. Sets it Because you don't want to go too high. You don't want to go come mm-hmm. off too cocky, have too much of a love song going on, girl get the wrong impression. But you also don't want to be playing heavy metal when she gets in. So I just want to know what would be y'all's go-to song if you were to serenade a girl in the car, but not too far. Um, again, I think that this is circumstantial. Like, first of all, it depends. What if she likes heavy metal? Okay, then. So, yeah, that, for me, honestly, the way that I've What's I've a safe song? What's it? a safe song more so, then, that you think will, will match most genres? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I would probably play, well, no, Isley Brothers is a little too strong. Um, I, they got I, a slow side, too. No, nah, but whatever the Isley Brothers do play, they make you feel it. I was actually talking with a friend of mine mm-hmm. who uh big music musician, and so we were talking about it. And one thing about uh the Isley Brothers in particular, they're not necessarily like the most technically perfect, perfect like uh musicians. Like I kind of compare them to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Mm-hmm. Earth, Wind, and Fire are just the technically beautiful, the elements, technically beautiful musicians. Mm-hmm. But one thing about it is it's a little bit. It's a little bit too clean. not And I don't want to say that and make it sound like it's a bad thing because they're legends in their own right. They talk about love, not sex. But there's something about the Isley Brothers that Between makes you feel it. And it's real visceral. And that might just be a little bit a little bit strong for the first song. I, like, sincerely. Um, Let's say you don't know the girl's music habits. Like, obviously, if you know it, you're going to play something she would like. But you don't know her. It's a blind date. What are you putting on that's a safe kill? I, I like your pick. Um... That's tough. I'm going to have to think about it a little bit more. It would be something just kind of chill, something like uh, musically, something similar to what we're playing right now. Not exactly the same, but like something with that same vibe, something that kind of just kind of play in the background, maybe more instrumental that allows you to talk more than listen. CA, what are you putting on? Oh, I'm a subliminal. Take us down memory lane. Uh, No, it's not even memory lane. I'm a subliminally just cut to the chase. (laughs) You got a girl. You got a girl. Hey. I don't want to play it, okay, and I want to see where she go with all that. Okay, so a little Chris Breezy, little Chris Breezy, little Drake, six guy. Look, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think CA was gonna pull out Breezy and Drake. No, but, it's, um, it's, it's, Chris Arnold is. I'm eclectic. Yeah, he he, he tries to keep you know, relatively young. I, when it comes I'm, to I'm aware of all kinds. Of, I love all kinds of music. It's not about being aware. It's like I happen to like that kind of music. I like all kinds of music, but there are some people who are just current music. I like all kinds. Go back, go forward. Go country, go rock, go every, I mean, oh yeah, every genre. We can throw some country. In other words, in there. I don't conveniently fit into your stereotype. I, maybe a little neon moon. You know, mm-hmm. I can get down with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like on the text line, truckwreck.com, text line eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Someone said something that feels feels like a good answer, especially <laughs> if you're staying in the country vein, which is from the nine four five that said any George Strait song. And I think that they get yep. to a really good idea here, which is play something that's widely accessible. Something that a lot of people kind of have a certain appreciation for. Because uh, you may know people that don't actually like country. Mm-hmm. They probably like George Strait, though. Yeah. And so, you know, within any genre, find that kind of ubiquitous. This is... Ubiquitous. It's back. This that's this right. this is that one, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that that's probably a good way to go. And uh, Somebody said Bruno Mars. Leave the door open. Jodeci. See, see that's... Another one is... No, you're good. Uh, another one says Luther Vandross. Uh, y'all, y'all coming on strong. That's what I was gonna say. If you got Bruno Mars first date, you're coming on a little strong. Wait, Bruno uh, Mars is strong? Yeah. I don't, wait a minute. Grenade. Oh, you I'll don't know about Luther Vandross, do you? Okay, I've heard the name, but I couldn't tell you a song. 
But you I don't would know think, that a chair would, is not a chair. I would think, yeah. Even if nobody's sitting there. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Um, someone says, 214 says, hey, oh, God, I was going to text exactly what CA said. Real talk about the uh, Drake and uh, C. Breezy. Okay, so you got to play some even kill. Don't want to come on too strong, but you also want to set the mood. I might say too pack. short. Some Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack, Anderson that's Pack. a good. Yeah, that's good. Just, just, just let, let something that, you know, can groove and mm-hmm. just, yeah, chill. Am I coming on too strong with the Jaquise Verify? I'm not going to act like I've actually listened to oh, we Oh, we got to show you that one. Uh, no, uh, trust me. It's not because I don't know who Jaquise is because that's not particularly... I, I've always been compared to like an old soul and not to say that I don't keep up with certain some of the things that's happening, but yeah, that was that was one of those ones where I was like, I'll let y'all have it. Y'all got okay, it. It's okay. cool. Um Metro Booming. We <laughs> I mean Metro Booming goes. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I know. I'm just sleeping on Metro Booming does in fact go. Uh mm-hmm. but appreciate you, Hello, Blake, for bringing a little sharing to the situation. Of course, of course. Chris Arnold, what you got for me, baby? Texas. See how familiar everybody is with Texas. Oh, uh, so basically, I want you to know, Blake, what we're doing is we're quizzing you in various different oh, situations. I want you to understand that that's what's happening here. Let's get it. Did you know this about Texas? You know, the Don't Mess With Texas ad campaign is the most successful anti-littering campaign in U.S. history. It reduced litter in the state of Texas by a staggering 72%. Mm. So when they said Don't Mess With Texas, People were picking that stuff up. Oh, shout out to the four, 214, Foreign Exchange. I, 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 You speak my language. You do. But no, it, it is incredible the, um, the ways that some uh, some campaigns can latch on. Like, the marketing of this all mm-hmm. is kind of incredible. And I feel like some of that was just, hey, man, we in Texas, and y'all understand this, we love us some Texas so much. So the idea of, oh, wait, this is bad for Texas. Hold on. We need to get behind. We need to all come together. We can't be messing with Texas. Texas Don't mess is, with is Texas. the one. That's right. Did you know? People think Texas just get is hot. It never gets cold. Barely. Not, <clears throat> well, guess what was the coldest recorded temperature in Texas history? Okay. And you don't have to know this exactly. This, the single coldest. It's, the single coldest temperature in Texas history. Last 10 years or more no, than that? No, period. period. I'm just saying, is it in the last 10 years the coldest time? No. Huh, okay. Um... Seven degrees. Okay, I was like, how how low do we think we should go to try and narrow in here? Because I, I, I don't think you go. I don't think it's been negative. Down I don't think negative. Um, I'll stick in the same range, but I think we probably got down to like three degrees. Negative twenty three. Guess what was the Failed hottest okay, recorded temperature? One Texas. thing we also didn't consider: Texas is a lot, and we're probably thinking like east and north Texas, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, up in the mountains, yeah. yeah, those types of things. Um. Oh, yeah. Do you know where that re- that was recorded? Do you have any no, idea? No. no, okay. Don't have the where. <laughs> Hottest recorded temperature in Texas history. Okay, we can get this one. We can get this one. So it's it's above one ten. We've seen that. Here. Oh, well, uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm gonna go real reckless. I'm gonna go one thirty five. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in one twenty six. You are closest, sir, but you are still over. It is one twenty. Okay, mm. one twenty seven. Good to know. I was just I was <laughs> like, look, man. Eventually, some sometime had to burn our faces off. There had to be one. It's crazy. This is how big Texas is. Did you know that Texarkana is closer to Chicago than it is to Odessa? And did you know but that El Paso yeah, that one's is closer, closer to, to LA, LA than, it is, than to, it is to Tyler? That's right. Now that's a one to take to the bank. Right uh-huh. I, like that. I like that. And did you know there are more bats, species, bats? You know what I'm talking about? Like yes. You go down to Austin, under that bridge, you got all them bats. Yep. And the caves everywhere. There are more bat species than any other state in the union. There's more bats, different kinds of bats. 
bat mutants in the state of Texas. Maybe bat men. Um, but here's the last one. Here's the last one. Yes. Question. Do you put beans in your chili? There's only two correct answers in the state of Texas. The answer is yes and no. Uh, no, I'm just playing. Um, I never really, and this is one of those things where I was like, I wonder how like aggressively Texan I am, because this is one of those things I never actually cared about. Chili? Well, no, I love chili. Bowl of red. Just like, oh, is do you put beans in there? I was like, I don't care. Like, if you like beans, put beans in there. And if you don't, mm-hmm. it's cool. Um, I do put beans in my chili, but I know that there's folks that don't. What about you, Blake? The beans stay off the chili for me. 877-881-1053. Do you put beans in your chili? Here's the answer. There's only two correct answers. Let's hear them. If someone asks you, and you're from Texas, do you put beans in your chili? Answer A is, hell no. Answer B, I put whatever I damn want in my chili. There you go. Okay. There you go. That's how you answer that question. Talk to me. I appreciate that Mm -hmm. education that you gave me, CA. That's that's very helpful. Um, Someone said they put on some Carlos Santana, extra smooth. Okay. All right. Um, Blake did call us out. Blake Anderson or Alexander rather on the YouTube called us out, uh, reminding us that it got below zero a couple years ago when uh, sure did. remember when ERCOT was messing around, uh, messing yeah. up yep. back in um, February two years ago. Yeah, if mm-hmm. uh, to be honest, I was not really considering what the temperature was. I was just like, how do we get out of this cold? Um, so that's on me to be fair. Um, Isley Brothers, Young Dolph came up Here in the conversation when it came to music. A little aggressive for a Future, first day. Future, <laughs> Master Pete. Well, someone said two live crew, yes, and I was go. like, all right. I mean. Uncle Luke, Lord it, have mercy. Especially, look, if you get someone from Florida oh, yeah, of that's a certain all they, age. That's all they do. That's a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a winner. <laughs> but, yeah, man, that's how, we, that's how we share a little bit right here on the Get Right on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we'll get you some headlines on this evening in DFW Sports, including what happened with your Stars and Mavs and also – What's happening when it comes to Bally? We'll talk about it next on 105 Through the Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
hearts. <laughs>